Welcome to the Live, Feel, Be podcast. I'm your host, JRV, and today we are going to be talking about goodness. First, I would like to start off this podcast with a moment of silence for George Floyd and Micaiah Bryant and all the lives lost to police brutality and racism within our system over centuries. Today we're going to be talking about goodness and I don't know how long this podcast will be. Um, I'm just using the little strength that I have today to stay committed to myself and to my commitment to expressing myself through my voice. And with this podcast as a creative outlet and an encouraging outlet. The affirmation today, the affirmation today was the second one in my children's book that was, you know, deemed kind of not appropriate for children. And that was the feedback that I got. And it was a little confusing at the time. And, you know, the person that gave me the feedback, she was a licensed healthcare professional, licensed healthcare mental health care professional. And, you know, she spoke to her experience, which is valid, in that that can be kind of a trigger for children and for anyone, honestly, because depending on how you're conditioned, it's a difficult thought to internalize. And so she kind of recommended that I stay away from using that as an affirmation. So I wanted to pose a question to any listeners out there. When was the first time the world labeled you as bad or told you that you were bad you know I saw an Instagram post um, that said basically shout out to all the kids that were labeled bad in elementary school because they refused to follow the norm and not ask questions or they asked too many questions and they were labeled talkative and disruptive when in reality, that's what we should be encouraging in children is critical thought and the power, letting them see the power that it holds. So was it then? Was it, you know, back when you were in school or was it kind of subconsciously, creeping, creepingly? Or was it outright? And was it based on, you know, the color of your skin, your gender, your religion? That was the beginning of it all for me. When I first moved to, um, when I first moved for 
when I first moved away from home, and not just in undergrad, this was after undergrad, I moved away from home to another state where I was pretty much alone. And I grew up on the East Coast, and the East Coast is diverse as anything. And I moved into the thickness of (laughs) what is backwards America. And I remember starting to question things and like having the space and time to question things. Um, about my self-worth and about who I am and it really honestly started out with my faith because that was one aspect that made me quieter I guess than I would have had the chance to be I guess if that is the appropriate way to say it I don't know um, I also felt that, you know, um, it was a struggle to, essentially when I moved away, a whole bunch of like feelings started coming up that I didn't really like, I didn't like feeling less than because I was a woman. I didn't like feeling less than because I was black or because I am black. I didn't like the rhetoric that was going on in the church about how there was nothing really to be done about the horrible things going on in the world because Jesus was coming I didn't see any sense in that. And then I didn't see the sense in me being less than, but God loving me the same. And I didn't see the sense in me being a born sinner. There there was such a huge contradiction in the teachings that we're all born sinners and yet babies are innocent the Bible teaches be like children who are innocent. There's just a whole lot of literally mind screwing <laughs> that I had to unscrew out of my mind. But first I had to feel and realize what the heck was going on. There's a lot of things in this world that will tell you that you're not a good person, that you're not worthy, that you are less than because of what you happen to be born as and so that was like one of my predominant questions at the time like because I happen to be born as a woman as a black woman for some reason I'm less than however I'm more superior because I happen to be born as a Christian and so there's some invisible advantage with an invisible man in the sky who says I'm less than because I'm a woman but I have an advantage over other people who happen to be born into different cultures and different religions and none of this made sense to me none of this made sense to me none of this made sense it didn't make sense that 
Christianity condoned segregation and racism and however if I am saved and I am black then I am see there's no answer to it doesn't even make sense doesn't make sense it's all very contradictory and so I had to start learning that I am enough And I'm not less than because of X, Y, Z, whatever the world wants to fill in in that spot. I had to see the goodness in myself and see the value in people that looked like me. Because all of a sudden I had moved away from an area where it wasn't a big, not that it wasn't a big deal, but it wasn't. It wasn't at the forefront. I wasn't isolated. I wasn't on my own in a sea of negativity or hostility. So I I really had to... That first year that I moved away, I'm pretty sure I was pretty depressed. And the only thing I could do was just take control of what was around me. Which at that time was, you know, my thoughts. Pretty sure that's when I started writing affirmations. Or like, um, my Instagram, I followed pretty, what, the self-help pages and inspirational pages. And they had inspirational quotes and I would start to write those down. And I guess that's when I first started. Um, And then I had to, I always tell people, curate your feed, curate your Instagram. I had to really be mindful of the content I was taking in. And like I said, I had to see the good in my people, in myself, in people that looked like me. I had to deconstruct a whole bunch of limited thinking, not even limited thinking, like, biased beliefs about the collective like I said I'm, I'm a first generation so a lot of immigrants come to this country and there can be some tension between the natives of this country and immigrants and so some of that can definitely get passed down into the next generation when you combine that with systemic trauma and model minority ladder fallacy and just general discord. I had to do some work that first year. And I'm glad to say, you know, I had people to help me and I made friends and, you know, I learned a lot about myself that first year and by doing this work and affirming myself I realized I had to allow others to see the goodness in myself and I had to accept that and not refute that and I think that's a little bit of where people struggling to accept compliments comes from and I used to be one of those people um even now, sometimes it's a little bit hard. And I find that it helps. I mean, I, if I'm obviously, like, 
if I obviously did something great, then I'm obviously like, thank you, you know. Um, But if it's just a random compliment about me being pretty or whatever, I I still kind of struggle with it. But, you know, I'll accept it with like an aw shucks or, you know, oh my goodness, like, wow, (laughs) thank you. But I think one of the big main problems with people accepting this affirmation is that we have so dichotomized good and evil in our language and in our culture. And with the way that, you know, religion is so pervasive and predominant in many cultures, it usually is the basis for that dichotomy and that like kind of split in the psyche. It's either religion or it's politics, the government and the law. So it's either religious law or constitutional law that defines good and evil and then because there is no nuance there's no accepting of human nature there's no understanding of it now don't get me wrong I do believe that people can do evil things and I believe people can be evil I do believe that I'm very well aware of the different personality disorders and I do believe in the spiritual realm so I am aware of um, phenomenon like possession and things like that Um, but for the most part because humans it's easier to stay in the black and white and classify people as good versus evil or good versus bad it's difficult to give humanity to people it's easier to make a snap judgment it's easier to rely on your base instincts or your previous biases and especially if you're in a career or field that you rely on those to make quick judgments about situations. Um, It's easier to do that. And, you know, I know I started off this podcast having a moment of silence. Um, By no means is this (laughs) conversation having anything to do with police. Uh, Let's get that clear once and for all. Um, I am not sympathetic to that institution And I don't know what the answer is. But right now I'm just doing my best to process. This topic for today was set in stone before anything even... Before I was aware of anything um, that transpired yesterday. So... My point in this discussion of this larger problem as humans it's just easier to not think not feel and not extend compassion and empathy that's the easy way out it's easier to be angry it's easier to be hostile it's easier to be defensive it is so difficult to be open 
and to extend care. Somehow along the way, the world teaches us that it's hard to do that, that we have to be selfish (laughs) in the worldly definition, be selfish and be closed off and be closed-minded. Again, you know, today is just a day where I'm just trying to be careful with my energy. And like I say, this journey has taken work. It takes a lot of energy to think through and feel through your your feelings and your trauma and your your coping mechanisms. And so if this podcast is not making sense, we can all revisit this. I will make a part two based on what I hear when I look, listen back at it. But the dichotomy of good versus bad And the fact that it is so interwoven in our culture and in our society based on constitutional and religious law is so harmful to people believing that they are good and that they are inherently worthy and that, you know, they deserve good things. That is... That's one of the fundamental... (laughs) affirmations how can you believe that you are worthy and you deserve good things if you don't believe that you're good at the end of the day if you're consciously working to be good and do good for yourself and for others then you're a good person if you're consciously working to deconstruct you know your limiting beliefs your biases and things that separate you from being one with the actual humans around you, then you're a good person. Being a good person isn't about following a set of rules. Being a good person is about being a human and living this human experience with all the grace and compassion and love that you can manage. It's not about following a set of religious rules so you can get to heaven and have a sky god look down on you so that you can finally meet God or whatever. It's you living this experience and realizing God is all around. The universe is all around. I'm not sure if this makes sense. If I'm offending you, click off. Because I don't have time for it today. I think this dichotomy that we have allows people to take advantage of other people and make other people feel small and not give them the humanity that they deserve. And it allows power dynamics within 
systems and structures that are detrimental for the whole population. I don't really have much more (laughs) than what I've got. So I want to remind everyone to be careful with yourself, be careful with your energy in order to preserve all that is good in you. If you are listening to this right now, it means that you're doing something, you're doing something that is okay, that that is of value, that is for your growth. You're doing something good for yourself. Keep surrounding yourself with reminders and things that are good and showcase the goodness in you. That goes a long way to resilience, guys. So, with that being said, this has been the Live, Feel, Be podcast. I am your host, JRV. And there are two teenagers fighting in a car in the parking lot that I am recording this in. And it looks like they're play fighting, but I'm going to drive by and see if they're okay. So... Okay. All right. Signing off.